What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Frame by Frame, a podcast all about your favorite movies and TV shows. I'm your host, Iman, and joining me today, as always, is my lovely co-host, Brandon. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I want to apologize to everybody else. We missed last week's videos, mm -hmm. but Iman over here. Let's see, I'm mirrored. So I moved halfway across the world. <laughs> Again, uh, Again. it twice a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, I traveled... Back, I'm back in Michigan now, which is where I attend uh, law school. So, yeah, I'm back uh, and hope the schedule now is going to be a lot more steady, uh, less hiccups along the road because I'm not living with family anymore. And when you're living with family, you know, things get mixed up. You know, there's plans, plans with families and you can't really, you know, cancel them. So. So, yeah, now I'm back live all by myself, ready to dedicate my heart and soul to this podcast. <laughs> my blood, sweat, and tears. We can all uh, see that the sun is now out on Amon's side. Yep. Uh, you can also see it's not midnight anymore. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, it, is, it is a hot day here. It is a hot day here in Michigan. It's like 92. Oh, it's 92. a hot day out here in Boston, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've been, we haven't done this podcast thing for like two weeks now. So, anything interesting you've watched or you want to um, talk so about? Last night, I finally got a chance to watch a zombie movie that's been on my radar for a while, mm -hmm. and it's terrible, but it's it's really got its its moments and its fun points. It's called Cooties. Is it similar to Goonies? No, it's more similar to The Faculty. I don't know what that is. Another horror, another kind of horrorish movie from the nineties. Mm -hmm. So it's got Elijah Wood in it. Mm -hmm. We all know Little Frodo. It's got Rain Wilson. We all know Mr. Dwight mm -hmm. from The Office. Yep. Those are our two biggest names. It is set in a rural, like, little podunk Idaho, um, Indiana, Indiana town. Mm -hmm. And it's just a zombie movie about kids getting infected with a zombie virus. And kids, specifically. So, yep, Elijah Wood teaches at an elementary school. Uh -huh. uh, one of the girl, one of the students uh, bites into what we're calling a tainted nugget mm -hmm. and the next day starts to show symptoms of mm -hmm. some sort of infection, boils on the skin, rashes, mm -hmm. hair falling out. And that's where the carnage starts. And it's it just infects the kids. Like, I'll spoil some of it because this movie is almost 10 years old. 10 years. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Spoiler. Came out to came out 2014. Mm hmm. It's the virus only functions inside prepubescent children. You find out throughout the movie that uh, the, um, Elijah Wood gets scratched by patient zero, only shows symptoms of having a flu. Doesn't change, doesn't hunger, nothing. Just just the flu. Another girl gets scratched, gets bit by another kid. That kid, that that little girl is just about to go through her menses. No infection. Mm -hmm. So it shows that after having puberty, mm -hmm. the chemical balance of the body changes enough that the zombie virus does not function. So it's just in prepubescent children. Interesting. So I feel like that's a lot worse. Kids will just go wild, you know? With so I've watched a lot of zombie movies. Mm -hmm. I like 28 Days Later, Shaun of the Dead. Um, just... It, Resident Evil is one of my favorite franchises. Evil Dead, Day of the Dead. Every move, every zombie genre falls under a couple different type archetypes. You have the slow shambling zombies. You have the fast runners and like 28 Days Later. Those guys were fast. They, they came out the gate. They ran for you. You could not outrun them. You were done. You have the shamblers, the screamers. The, the hiders, this was different. This was a very different zombie archetype because they really portrayed animalistic pack tactics. Like, I have to harp on this because you don't see zombies working together to With take animals? down something. They, they shamble at them, they fall, they bite, or others start to fall on and do the bites. But these, you see these kids drawn and quarter a teacher. They grab the arms to hold them down. They grab the legs, pull them up so that they can't, they have no room to move. And then you see one come in for the kill. 
Then they all pile on and start feasting. You see glints and glimmers in their eyes that they're able to think even a little bit with the prepubescent mind of just shot, going back and forth between thoughts. Like one kid, like the second kid that gets infected, rips out all the phone cords. It goes in and actively shuts the power off in the breaker room. Like this isn't traditional zombie tactics. So is it like some? Is it something like the younger you are as a zombie, the smarter you are, and the older you get? Is it? Is it yes. something like that? Interesting. I, I can think of it that way because like they, they have the pack tactics, the intelligence. The, there's the, there's a a proclaimed alpha. Hmm. Alpha. That, interesting. The zombie. Yes. Because you don't have that in any zombie archetype. The closest thing you get to an alpha type is when we talk Resident Evil with mm -hmm. Veronica. Code Veronica, it was, and it was the whole Resident Evil T virus was based off of Queen Ant DNA. Because the regular shambling zombies are all based on drones. Their job is to take down the problem. Then you had the hulking zombies, you had liquors. Uh, Band Bandersnatcher is my absolute favorite. But you had so many different in the archetype and architecture of the zombie hierarchy in Resident Evil that you had the essential queen bee or queen ant that was the host intelligent that made the pheromone go out to tell everybody what to do. This was similar to that, but mm -hmm. in very angry prepubescent children. Interesting. Yeah, that's a very interesting concept. Hmm. I'm, is. I'm actually, is it is it a rated R movie? Yes. Okay. There's a lot All of right. viscera in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Kids becoming zombies, but smart zombies. Um, there is one scene that almost turned my wife off from the movie completely. Oh, uh, you just blacked out. You just like blacked out. Your screen blacked out there for a second. Uh, did, you repeat what uh, you said? did it come back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. Okay. There, there's one scene in the movie that almost lost my wife completely. Mm -hmm. And it, it's we were okay on the prepubescent side of watching kids be kids as zombies, mm -hmm. but one of them attacks a baby. Interesting. That that it, it, we have a four-year-old. We've lived okay. through that, mm -hmm. and it, it's the whole essence of. I had to watch that scene very closely mm -hmm. because you see that the baby is alive. The blood on it signifies that there were two children in the back seat. That there's there was a baby, a, a literal baby in a baby seat, mm -hmm. and some other unknown kid in the other seat next to it. This zombified kid gets in the front seat, goes in the back. It immediately makes you think he's going after the baby, but he's going after the other kid because when it pans back, you see the baby turn and look with blood on its face, but the head is mobile eyes are lit mm -hmm. and i had to i had to pay a hundred percent deepest closest attention to that scene to not turn this movie off i i you can't have any type of horror movie that hurts a baby interesting i and feel like that just makes it more real though doesn't it? it it does makes it more real and that's that's the worst part about it mm. i think as a parent yeah it would it definitely hit different. If this it was definitely, me 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah. baby, fall down. Mm, yeah. But like, that's an interesting point of view. Yeah. And I never actually thought about it that way. But now that you mention it, it, it is but, kind of cruel. And then when you look at horror movies as a whole, mm -hmm. you never, that, that's one element no horror director has ever touched. Hmm. You've seen an, un, like an unborn zombified fetus from. I want to say it was Night of the Living Dead, part two, mm -hmm. when they were in the mall, that the woman gives active birth to a zombie fetus. Yeah. But I think that's... Do you, do you think we haven't seen a lot of, you know, um, babies in horror movies because I'm guessing most of the directors could be parents as well? Yeah. You think that's that's something they would not want to touch? I can see that 100%. That, mm -hmm. that That's one thing you don't want to touch. Like that, that's one avenue that opens up too much discussion on all sides of the field. Because people could see that and construe it, oh, this is 
this is a pro-choice effort. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a baby and a zombie. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that can yeah, that can definitely yeah. be taken the wrong way by a certain group of people. Yeah. And I can see why no one would take that angle. I wouldn't take that angle either. That's not something I would want to put in any movies. Watching a a physical helpless baby get hurt. Like I cringe at stories that, like you see, like a toddler drowned or uh, somebody left their their newborn in the car to go into a store to pick something up. Like I have so many terrible opinions about people that that what should happen to those people mm. because they the baby can't do anything. A toddler maybe can climb through, unbuckle itself and do something. But a helpless infant? No. No. Yeah. But I think one reason why, you know, some movies cuz I've seen some movies that use toddlers and those uh, similar circumstances that might be to you know get the audience more engaged with it it could be it could be you know like for example um i don't know but it could be you, you as it could be targeting you as a parent to really feel emotionally attached to that fa- or that family you know if something happened with the baby it could be a way to emotionally attach you to the family maybe maybe because they've gone through something you'd never want to go through you know i in all honesty in that scene i hated the mother immediately because she's on mm-hmm. her cell phone with both earbuds in driving mm-hmm. not paying attention to anything that's going on you can clearly see children are tearing each other apart in the, the recess field right in front she doesn't notice the dead eyes or blood all over her kid that she's picking up yeah and Ooh. it's like the whole scene like i hate you i hate you you're a baby i can't hate you <laughs> mm. while we're on the talk it was uh on the topic of zombie stuff, uh, have you watched The Last of Us TV show on HBO Max? No, um, I have played oh. The Last of Us. I know mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal is an amazing actor for he it. He is flawless. He's a flawless actor. <laughs> but yeah, if you say since you've said you said in the Discord that zombie genre is one of your favorite genres in horror, so you should definitely check out The Last of yeah. Us on HBO Max. But I, that show is see, even saying zombie genre and then saying what I'm about to say is going to get me a lot of flack. People are going to just be like, "Why you don't like it?" Then I hate The Walking Dead. I don't. I don't like Walking Dead either. I'm with you on that. Like, zombie- I, I thought the first four seasons were very good, and after that, it was a steep down. It was like the same thing again. See, let me. This is the structure of The Walking Dead. Um, it starts off uh, a character dies, and another character dies at the end of the show. Uh, the next season introduces two new characters to replace the two dead characters, and then two other characters die in the show. And the next season introduces two other characters, yep. which replace the other dead characters. I think it's a very repetitive format. I think after season three, four, the, the even the villain started repeating itself. I thought there was at least some unique element to the story. You know, you're moving from place to place. It's getting interesting, yeah. the internal drama. But then after that, it's more of the same thing again and again and again. It's rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, you know? So... Yeah, uh, not a fan of that. Well, I do. I do like the comics, though. I think the comics are solid. Comics are great. I, mm-hmm. I, I. So my whole thing, and I'll give it to everybody here. This is what I do. Every TV show that I want to watch, every movie I want to watch, TV shows get six episodes. Mm-hmm. You get that's six a lot. Six, six, six is a lot. To be fair, because six, some shows are like eight episodes. Six. Well, uh, we're not talking short form series. We're mm-hmm. talking long form. Right. Like, I gave My Little Pony six episodes, and it mm-hmm. gripped me after four. And I watched it all the way through. Absolutely love that show. Lessons they did in it, animation, character design, voice acting, top-notch across the board for a kid's show. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make it through two episodes of Walking Dead. <laughs> I couldn't. I really couldn't. The well, what was the reason for that? Around. Did you think it was boring, or do you oh think it was... Oh, my God, it was, it was boring. so boring to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I get it that you're trying to bring true realism of what an apocalypse zombie apocalyptic event could look like. Zombies were made to be the background characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. They were not meant at, in any in the show in any sense of the word to be part of the foreground. They were meant to be background all the time. Mm-hmm. And to me, you, you're doing something with zombies. You gotta have that element that's really they're here we got to keep talking about them it's like what are we going to do next what how are we going to do this i i disagree completely 
Because when I'm watching a zombie TV show or a zombie movie, I'm more interested in the personal, the more emotional aspect of it, of the individual and the personal connection with the characters of going through that situation than, you know, j- them just fighting zombies. You know that uh, Zack Snyder zombie movie that came out recently? Can't remember the name. Um, he put one out on Netflix uh, with Dave Bautista in it. Um, but yeah, uh, that I, that I was the problem. Was- I think so you would like that type of movie because that's where zombies. The, the Shyamalan movie with Batista? No, no, no. It's, it's Zack Snyder's movie with David. Let me just okay. quick. Zack Snyder's zombie movie. Uh, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Okay. You should watch that because I it, that's like zombies front right center. That's yeah. Like, like a it's a zombie heist movie. It's really okay. good. I I um I thought it was an interesting concept. Not my favorite zombie movie. But I think you'll really enjoy that because zombies are like the main plot of it. Yeah, but, I see that. That might be the whole thing. Is I prefer, like I, I can. You heard me immediately, like five minutes, just go in depth into the zombie hierarchy of Resident Evil, mm-hmm. because yeah. I played the games, I read the books, I watched the movies, and I I read every piece of lore you get in the games. It wasn't just, oh, hey, I found this file. Okay, I'm going to file that away. No, I read it. I Mm -hmm. read the chemical composition that they used, which is why, out of all of that, Co-Veronica is my favorite game in that series. That's the only game I haven't played. I've played two, one that explains everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I might have to. Hopefully, they make a remake of that because, you know, the remakes. They were doing a uh, Capcom was doing a poll um, Mm -hmm. after they were about to release Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. which one fans want next. Mm-hmm. And I had been campaigning as hard as I could for Code Veronica to get well, the next remake. Did we, did we get the results of the poll? I did not look. I have not looked recently because I don't want to get disappointed. <laughs> I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to remake Resident Evil Zero. No, just mm-hmm. stop. No, I don't need that. Well, Maybe the bright side of it is if Code Veronica did win the poll and you're surprised at like a showcase, just, po- yep. just pops up Code Veronica Remake. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, you guys will get to see me lose my absolute mind on a live reaction if I see anything with Code Veronica mm-hmm. as a remake. Hey, but, like, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown on it. Claire Redfield, Resident Evil 2, is going around the world trying to shut down Umbrella facilities. She gets mm-hmm. captured by Umbrella, thrown on this Guantanamo Bay-esque island that's just meant as a prison for Umbrella, uh, umbrella problems. Mm-hmm. She's on the prison. She finds out that you you have this family that has been running the Umbrella Corporation since its incarnation called the Ashford family. They have a mansion that is the exact replica of the mansion from Resident Evil 1 in Antarctica. You escape this island with this guy, Steve. Uh, you end up taking a plane, uh, a jet that brings you right to the Antarctic base. You're inside exploring the mansion and exploring the Arctic scenery outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, if you thought the spider in Resident Evil 1 was scary, this one's 10 times bigger and under the ice. Interesting. I think the scariest part of the Resident Evil games for me, I think I, Resident Evil 2 was my favorite. The remake, yep. Mr. X is probably the scariest part of that game. You know, when you're just solving a puzzle and you hear the footsteps, him coming behind you, that, they, they that gets my heart, heart racing off. All they did the time. a lot better with Mr. X in the remake than they did with the original. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, he looked, he's like, he was pre nemesis. Oh, I lost you. There you're back. Um, mm-hmm. In Resident Evil 2 original, uh, it was pre nemesis. So it was no tentacles, just the black outfitted suit, hood mm-hmm. over the face. And I like that a lot better it. than the tentacles. I don't find that scary. I, but, See, for me, Resident Evil 3, just the whole, like, evolution that the mm-hmm. Nemesis went through, rather than just being, like, oh, Mr. X. Mr. X is just, oh, indestructible, grabs, throws. But, yeah, that's what's scary about me. Such walk a creepy, really massive guy just walking slowly towards you. I'd be yes. a lot scared if I, then that Mr. X, then a tentacle monster, if I mean... <laughs> Honest. Well, the, the, the tentacle-ness of the Nemesis really came out in his second format. Mm-hmm. Um, the first iteration was Mr. X. Mm-hmm. Slow walking because the suit he had on was fully restrictive. But the more yeah. damage it took, the more it evolved. I mm-hmm. didn't like how they did the Nemesis in um, the remake of 3. 3, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it made him way more feral. 
like the was the second time you fight it like the actual like first real boss fight with the nemesis uh the second one is he's like a dog interesting he's like fully wolf feral just chasing you around an arena but that mm -hmm. wasn't him in, in the original resident evil 3 it was you fight the guy in the outfit twice then he takes enough damage and the shackles the belt buckles start to pop off and then he has some tentacles that's when he's now able to grab you with the the extended arm and pull you in but it was way more scary and way more like in depth in the original format than what they did in the, the remake especially the final boss fight mm -hmm. like i i did that final boss fight in three remake with no fear behind anything whatsoever. In because the of how feral it was, it didn't really have that, the ominous... No, no uh, it, it wasn't in that even. It was, you're now in a giant room with a particle accelerator mm -hmm. as your weapon. And it takes three shots to kill him because you have to go open up the, push the valves back in just enough, pop some polyps, get to the valves, get to the gun. That was it. The original... You were in a desecrated arena that he was following you. You had to lead him into the midsection of a particle accelerator that was stationary. Mm -hmm. You had to go push in batteries, but in the, the slow, I'm going to push like this, while he's actively coming after you. Interesting. Whereas, in comparison, he's stationary. He can do like this for an arena wipe, <clears throat> but he's not moving. It's like um, when you finish the second scenario of Resident Evil 2 Remake. The, the, um, the tyrant there was just part of the subway. He was part of the, the, the subway car. Mm -hmm. There was no fear or a scare. I'm like, oh, wow, it's stationary. It can't do anything. Let's yeah. unload all these weapons into it. And it didn't really feel that climactic with mm -hmm. the new ones compared to the originals. The originals had climactic fights because you had to have that to really end the tank-driven game. Cinematically, ending in Resident Evil 3, beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. you shoot I think cinematically, the remakes have been top yep. tier. Storytelling-wise, they've been amazing. The you know, it's almost like watching a movie. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I love. I enjoyed playing all. I haven't played four remake yet, but two and three, really enjoyed I, those. I, I got four remake. I bought. Uh, I built a computer for somebody a couple months ago, and the new graphics mm -hmm. card they got came with the remake. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So as partial payment, I took the remake. I think that's a fair deal. Building a PC for RE4 remake. Well, I also got a graphics card for myself out of the deal too, but. Mm -hmm. I got a sixty dollar cool. game and a hundred and fifty dollar graphics card for my work, but mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh but uh, uh while we're on the topic of what we watched this week, um I just want to take a moment to talk about One Piece. What a show. I mean Oda, man, Oda san, you uh this is one of the best pieces of fiction like ever. You know? Well like yep. the way the political commentary sprinkled into One Piece, the social commentary sprinkled into One Piece. I think it's just a work of genius. Like he's, you know, I was describing One Piece that is putting himself through hell to bring mm -hmm. us amazing quality content on page yeah. and screen. Mm -hmm. Like how I like, many movies has he penned that's given us amazing side stories? And mm -hmm. we have so much. Yes, it, it, it's huge on exposition, and I know it loses a lot of people in that. But if you sit there, deal with it, and listen and pay attention, this is one of the most well-built worlds you'll ever see. 100% agree. So I was sitting here the other day. Uh, I was describing to my friend what One Piece is. He, didn't, he, he does not watch anime. He did not know what One Piece was at all. So I was describing the story to him, and then I showed him a picture of the you know the characters and he's like what how did this goofy how does this goofy looking cartoon have so much plot sprinkled into it and then yep. yeah I got, I got him to watch the first few episodes and uh, he's interested uh, i can't cool. say he's hooked just yet because i think after arlong park is where you officially get hooked 
But, yeah, uh, you yeah. have to get through the first real. Uh, you have to get through Romance and Dawn. You have to get mm -hmm. through Arlong Park. Yeah, I think Arlong really? Park. If you don't get hooked by Arlong Park, then Alabasta. But if you don't yeah. get hooked by Alabasta, I don't think you're ever gonna get hooked because that's like, that's one. Of, that's the first climactic moment of One Piece, Alabasta. You know, I I will age myself even more. Um, I watched the One Piece fan sub day one. One, sorry. The one I've piece. watched the One Piece fan sub, not not an official sub. Mm -hmm. Wow! So, so the day, so when you watched it, they didn't even have an official sub version. Wow, that's crazy. Nope. The the <laughs> big the absolute big three: Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. I have watched from the absolute beginning. Wow! Naruto lost me at a certain point in Shippuden, and then I just started to read it. Bleach really? never lost me. Was one it because? Bit. Oh, are, are you talking about the anime because of the filler? Or, yeah. okay, yeah, fair enough. It, it but, was. Uh, I, it got to mm -hmm. a point where it, like, I stopped watching, like, right after the initial, like, oh, Sasuke is now going away. Mm -hmm. We we've done our fight in God Valley, uh, because then it was like forty episodes of filler after that before yeah. they did the time skip. Mm -hmm. And then I just started reading it, and I was like, yeah. I, "This is so good! I can't wait for what's to yeah. come." And Bleach kept me from day one, and I am still so excited. And I will fanboy out every Saturday because it's Saturday, and I have a new episode to watch tonight. Yeah, um, Bleach is the only one I haven't like properly given a shot. I've watched it. I watched like the first twenty episodes, but I never really got into it. So. Uh, the whole thing with that is you you have to understand and you have to see like you're not seeing any politics until you get into soul society the first 20 30 episodes are ichigo learning about his powers mm -hmm. and how to do things on an earthly level right once rukia gets captured and brought mm -hmm. to soul society you are now going into the invasion arc and this is where it's going to be great for you you get political involvement. You get understanding of the hierarchy. You mm. get some world building on what's going on up there. Then after everything happens there, you go below. You go to my favorite place, which is Hueco Mundo, the land mm. of the hollows. That's where you now find a completely different political system, completely different archetype and just entirety. And you, you get to see the real terror of why I chose hollow eisen as my name mm -hmm. i mean you know what that sounds like sounds like world building and yep. you know what i love world building <laughs> if it's um but yeah quickly uh just to put you on the spot uh if you had to rank all three bleach naruto one piece how would you rank them uh do we include offshoots like baruto no okay so it would be in that order of bleach naruto one piece one piece really lost, one piece lost me for a while because i was i was young mm -hmm. i'm 37 i started watching one piece before i was 17 mm -hmm. so when they started to do like i made it to arlong park i loved that i loved what they did syrup village getting the group together get everything once they hit alabasta and it was political stuff world building political mm -hmm. stuff Where's my fights? What's going on? Why are you just talking? Please, I want some action. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I can't, I can't. I got to take this out of my roster. <clears throat> and it, it's because at the time, yes, I was not into the world building as I am now. Mm -hmm. Everything that's happened in Onigishima, I have read it before anybody else has watched it. <laughs> and I am watching Muffin lose his mind at gear five and i'm like i've known about all of this before any of you <laughs> yeah kevin has some hot very hot takes on everything like food anime movies yeah. tv shows games yeah um but yeah i was surprised that he didn't like a uh, gear five i was surprised people didn't like it because that just fits luffy's character perfectly it i'm just like and it explains so much and i know they haven't even gotten to the true explanation of it in the series yet because mm -hmm. we're just getting the kaido fight yep and it just gets more insane from there until it's over yeah i mean that's that's the crazy part i don't know like i just don't understand the argument that oh this it doesn't look cool enough 
But like, this is One Piece. When has anything ever looked cool? Aside from Zoro, who has ever looked cool in One Piece? It's because everybody's going off of transformation abilities from other series. Yeah, You're people try to compare of, to Ultra Instinct from Dragon Ball. It, it, yeah, the whole debate of like, oh, Gear 5's going to break it worse than, more than Ultra Instinct. It's, it's, no, it's, it's better than Ultra Instinct, if you ask me. Uh, in, in terms of watchability mm-hmm. and understanding, Gear 5 is better than Ultra Instinct. And I hate saying that because they're going to do some damage to me. All of them. Ultra Instinct was great because it's an amazingly defensive and offensive ability. He, Goku shuts his brain off and focuses just completely on his Saiyan instinct. Luffy gets to do whatever he wants. And for anime watchers only, I'm real sorry that it hasn't been explained to you yet. Probably skip this for about a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm an anime watcher too. Excuse me. I'm, I'm real sorry, Amon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm but yeah, I do know the basics of... Okay, guys, spoiler alert. Skip for like a minute. Actually, let me just add a timestamp here. Saying you should add a timestamp. 3128. All right. Spoiler. All right, yeah. It's so not what I got from it was that the sun god Nika yeah. uh, is basically anything you imagine it to be. And Luffy... And uh, Shank just said, Shanks just told him rubber... So Luffy associates the fruit with rubber. That's why he has rubber powers. But there's actually no limitation to his power. 100%. Yep. It, it is the sun god Nika fruit. It is mm-hmm. the... Um, I forgot what it was in, in Japanese. But it's the it's the same kind. And the other thing is, like, choppers might not even be a human-human fruit. Interesting. That's oh, another I, thing that's come up in a lot of debates is that Chopper might not actually have his fruit might not be based on just human. It, mm-hmm. It's some other basis of his um, Logia. But Luffy is the fruit is the model sun god Nika. And you can see everything that's Oda's done in over a thousand episodes and almost 1100 chapters that everything Luffy does is based out of his own imagination. The red rock strike gives Luffy fire like Ace. That's right. The red rock strike fire is Sanji because he is a Lunarian. Interesting. Oh, I did not. I did. I just thought about it. The red rock strike. That's crazy. No, nobody else has any attack that is not a fire paramecia or fire based Logia that can make fire just appear out of nowhere i but i always not, thought that was because of the speed at which his you know hand was moving at that's what caused you know some you have to have fire. friction there has to be some sort of friction for that to be able to ignite because then kizaru moving at light speed would be on fire you'd have anybody else even zoro using the uh what the 1060 pound phoenix Mm-hmm. Should have been on fire at some point because of how fast it was moving. But no, his blades were cutting through the air. Yeah. Everything that you see that has happened is because it's Luffy's imagination. He wanted that attack to be just like Ace. And the only way he could do it is by imagining the fire that shows up. Nobody else wow, can I really don't... puff up their bodies the way he can. Mm-hmm. Here's second, imagining that his blood vessels are doing more than they can imagining his imagination gear two gear three with the kong gun being able to move his entire body in different shapes Mm -hmm. again his imagination the gear four going into bounce man snake man Man. tank Mm -hmm. man all of those different forms are because he was evolving his imagination and ideas on his previous forms Wow, yeah, I did not think of it that much that deep, but yeah, I'm so excited to see where this last saga takes us. Everyone, because I I know Oda said Oda san said that One Piece is ending soon, but there's still so much we need to know. We still, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Oh, I I know, I'm I'm caught up with the manga, so I know, okay, Uh, escaping to all bath and stuff, yeah. I feel like there's a lot more left to uh, like explain. You know, we, we haven't we barely got anything from about the relationship between Roger and um, Garp. You know, 
So that's going to need a, like 20 episodes to itself. Yeah. So, uh, see One Piece going for another 500 episodes at least. Yeah, Oda it was a couple of years ago that Oda said he wanted after the after this uh like the during at the start at the point in Onigashima that he was during his interview said he wanted it to run another five years which would put us to about 2026 2027 but that's i feel like it, it it has to go longer than that it might we don't know it's all dependent on how oda wants to do this the pen is in his hand and in his assistant's hand yeah that's true that's true. because the only other person who knows where the one piece is and how he wants it to play out is oda's personal assistant mm-hmm. that's it there's not a single other soul on this planet that knows where it's going yeah that's that's crazy to me wow <laughs> yeah like there's so much we need to know we need to, we need to know about dragon we barely know anything about dragon barely know anything about shanks We're going to get Dragon in the final arc, I can guarantee you. Oh yeah, yeah, we are, but we're definitely going to need some background to it, you know, some flashbacks, like yep. you know how we got the uh, Kozuki Oden flashback, you know, those 15 episodes where it was just yep. about Oden's life. We're definitely going to need that for Shanks, for Dragon, for Garp and Roger because the the only time we actually really got a flashback of Roger was the Kozuki Oden flashback. And that was what, prime white beard we're fighting. And yeah, 900 episodes there. into the series. And I'm sure that can't be the last time we properly see Roger. Mm. So I'm sure that, that's, what, that's what confuses me. Because if he's saying it's another four or five years, that roughly puts us at about 100 episodes more. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna, it can easily be a thousand more episodes. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Is, But he, he's also gone on the record of saying that what I said five years was a timeline I was trying to set. But mm-hmm. obviously that timeline has changed. So it, yeah. it could go on for another 10 years. It's it's all based on what for another 20 years. That'd be, yeah. He want, he's getting us to Elbaf. That, that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. Elbaf, also, I, yeah, that's the second last island before Laftel, isn't it? Yep. Which also brings up, is Usopp going to die in Elbaf? Interesting. I don't think so. Uh, everyone thinks some there's one straw hat that's going to knock it to make it to Loftail. I think it's Robin. You think Robin? As much as Robin's my second favorite character in the entire series, but I think I don't know, I just don't think she's going to make it. Robin unless something happens in the next like couple chapters with Kizaru, I think Robin's going to make it. All the closest one, the closest one is Usopp because of the lies and that he's told. Because every lie he's told, except like two, has come true. Interesting. Somebody listed it on. I just can't ago. imagine one piece without Usopp. I know. It, it could be Jimbe. It could be Jimbe. You know, that'd be the easiest one to write off because he's the latest yeah. member. It would be, but. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's also lazy writing. Yeah, I want to know what happened to Law. Is Kid actually dead? No, I, I think they confirmed Kid didn't die. Right? They confirmed that Shanks. Spared him. Nothing. No, yet. no way. Kid's dead. No way. Kid is dead. Especially after that ship. That ship is gone. Yes, his crew might be gone. Yes, but Kid and Killer, they're not dead. No way, they're dead. I find I know it very Law hard. Made it out. Hmm. I know Law made it out. Oh yeah, Law made it out. Beppo saved them. I think the uh, Elbaf, the the three of them are going to reunite again. But yeah, no way they're going to kill Kid after. What you know the character development they gave him in Wano, of you know them hyping up the big the new big three, and you 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 can't just wipe out Kid after that moment you know when all when uh, the five of them are uh, squaring off against Big Mom and Kaido. It would show how not what not to do to piss off Shanks. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, let's let's stop with the spoiler talk. Uh, all right, that's what all the right, thirty Yeah, thirty-nine forty. Spoiler talk ends. All right, uh, but yeah, before we wrap up, since we're talking about One Piece and we've taken up most of the time, I want to get your thoughts on the One Piece live-action trailer. Have you watched it? I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I've watched it a couple times. I'm because the opinion online is very divided. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are in the middle. So, 
I, I want to know where you're at with this. I trust one person's opinion when it comes to that live action trailer. And that one person said it's really good. Who is this one person? Oda? Oda's yep. But I feel he, like that's just, you know. He had a hand in it, which means it's going to go along with his vision. Even if we only get one season and maybe we get to Alabasta, but we know for a fact we're going to Baratier, we're going through Arlong Park. I don't really like the makeup job that they've done for Arlong. Mm-hmm. But even if we're just getting the crew coming together without Frankie, um, it's okay. It's okay for us to dip our toe into that. It's all right to go to a different island to see what's going on. We don't have to get to the Grand Line. I know everybody wants to see what a live-action Frankie's going to look like. I know I am. But to get to the Frankie that we have now... It's going to take a while. Live-action's not going to make it that far. Yeah. that That's my main concern with it. You know, like, it's obviously... There's no way it's going to you know, reach One Piece where it is now all the way to Wano. No way that happens. No. That if if it does, at, they have to, like, really condense the story down. I could see, at best, them getting to Marineford. Marineford. Because I think even the cast, you know, it's a bunch of young actors. I don't think they, they would want to dedicate 20-plus years to this. No. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, that's, that's why I'm like, what's the point? They're not going to dedicate 20 years to it. Yeah, that, that, that's like, what's, the point of doing it, then? what's the point of doing it if you're not going to go the entire way, you know? The if you're going to go there. with it, just, huh? Sorry? The point is to get it out there. You get it for a broader right. audience. We have the it. anime. This this is my problem with um, modern day adaptations. Not everything needs to be adapted. You know, the beauty no. of some things is just animation. Like Invincible. I will 100% agree with you there. Look at, we can even segue this to Disney too. Look mm-hmm. at the backlash Disney is getting for Snow White's remake. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's your 100th anniversary. You want to remake the, the first animated movie you've ever made. But you are taking what was done and grinding it up to an unnecessary format. Leave it alone. Yeah, like what? And now recently it was announced that Invincible is getting a live action movie, and I was like, "Why? Yeah, it doesn't why? need a live action movie." <laughs> it's also going on the same line of saying the boys didn't need a cartoon. It was funny. But yeah, out to the boys is different because I don't know about the boys. To be fair, I just feel yeah, like the boys is it's, it's the same thing. It's like you don't need certain cross medium you don't need to do this rick and morty is getting an anime it's a one season anime why that's that's gonna be canon there was a lot of like really hype for a couple shots that they did the little western uh see it would make sense if yeah some of the anime animators came on for a couple of episodes do something cool but why do you want to make a whole other anime i just hate this you know um Spin-offs, spin-off of this, spin-off of that. Just keep it simple. I, like, I've got my gripes with a lot of manga that should 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 have been made into a series, but then the series got cut short. Um, Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal series. The anime shut it down and changed course at a certain <laughs> point, and they, they cut it. The manga did not do that and kept going to a very proper end. Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul is another example. Gantz. Gantz had the Gainax curse. That's mm-hmm. that's a whole different story. One season for an anime of that good caliber? Yeah. Considering what they could have shown? What is it? Junji Ito is the one that does all the really like gory stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like It borderlined that in some of the monsters and aliens that they were fighting. Like, and the manga just got more deeper, deeper, deeper grotesque. Uh, it's just so many things. Like, they got their medium and shot their shot, but they lost it. And I don't understand why. Yeah. And it's either, you, and it's the same vein in the One Piece, it's either you're going to take that chance. I see. I don't have a problem with them taking a chance. Sure, if you really think a live action could work, go for it. But why not commit all the way to the end? That's my thing with it. 
you can't put a commitment in directly to the end with the unknown x factor of will this will the populace actually like this no okay but at least have the intention to do it because there's no way even if i'm oda-san no way i'm thinking okay i'm gonna get a bunch of young actors together and hopefully we're gonna adapt one piece that's not happening that's never happening <laughs> no and if we look at the timeline for one piece mm -hmm. unless getting, you cut some major arcs out it is not they, they would have to Mm -hmm. it, it, it was which, which I'm all for if, if they really if they want to condense the story a bit I don't mind it if as long as it's as long as it's good I don't mind it but it's two months time from the time skip to the end of Onigashima mm -hmm. in world time it was two months yeah I mean it was That's Luffy like and the crew had been together for six chapters months. Luffy and the crew had been together for six months, and then there was a two years time skip. So they've yep. only technically been together for eight months. Yeah, that's crazy to me. <laughs> I don't know if I quite like that. Actually, I, f I feel like that's very rushed. I feel like I, I mean the story isn't rushed itself, but I feel like the timeline they could have. I would have much preferred if they if, if the crew was together for a longer period. It can make sense in a different aspect because if you're looking at it in. Luffy just wants to, to be free. He wants to do what he wants to do. He wants to create his crew. He created his crew. He saved part of his crew. And then they split up to go train to be better together. Yeah, we had a two-year time skip. Thank God we didn't have a two-year training montage. <laughs> I can barely stand a 10-minute movie training montage. I don't need two years of watching <laughs> Sanji get stuck with... Um, Eli Ivanko. Ivanko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see Usopp getting ravaged by plants for months at a time. I think the only ones I'd like, I I'd want to see, are Zoro and Mihawk and yeah. Luffy and Rayleigh. I think those are the ones I'd be interested in, and I'd love to see what Law had been up to. I know he became a warlord during that period. I would have loved to see what Law and Kid were up to at that at that time. Law didn't have to do anything. He just had to show somebody room. <laughs> Warlord. Okay, done. Don't. No, 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 no. Warlord. Cool. I'm done with that. <laughs> Room. Yeah, well, I took love that Lama. card out without even looking at it? Yeah, Warlord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, back to the One Piece live action. Um, yeah, I, I do think it looks good. I feel like the casting has been great. The costume design. I think they captured the goofy essence of One Piece. I think Luffy's really got it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how they're going to adapt the more goofier versions if they do get to gear four i want to see how that looks i think that would look pretty dope in life i i think we would be able to tell how he adapts gear gear second mm -hmm. yeah because gear four didn't really have a whimsy about it each one had its own mental state like snake man was absolutely pure to the point mm -hmm. that katakuri fight was insanely good oh yeah and Luffy was 100% focused on that fight. Whereas Gear 3, it's more, more about some bit of a fun with the attacks. Gear 2nd was where we would see his true like seriousness. Yeah, like You can get the goofiness of regular Luffy with... The, oh, God, I want to see them animate Gum Gum Buzzsaw. <laughs> But just the whole the whole personality change into gear two. Just that 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 that, that whole <laughs> That's moment. Team, yep. Yeah, yeah. I can't really explain it in words, although it sounds, but it's just that whole thing there is just where like that shows real where Luffy's range truly goes, or where this actor's range will really go. But that means we have to get to Enos Lobby for that. Yeah. I, I do I think hmm, I think they're gonna really streamline this show. I think next this season is gonna uh, it's confirmed to be ten episodes with each episode being around an hour long. I think the next season is gonna go all the way up to Enos Enos Lobby. Okay. So oh sorry, could, uh, the next season is gonna be go all the way up to Alabasta. Yeah. And the third season is gonna be uh and uh, I think the third season is gonna I don't know. Enius Lobby, then they'll have to do Thriller Bark as well. That's It just seems like it'd probably be stretched to 10 seasons at least, if, even if you try to condense it. Yeah. Unless they try to wrap it up. Like season two, 
part one is Alabasta, part two is Ennis Lobby. You know, you can skip I mean, all they, the they long do. ring, long you can skip all they those. Really, they really they know their audience. They know their audience is kind of like Marvel fans. They don't want the same backstory rehashed over and over and over again. So they're gonna take a lot out of it, leave in some political stuff, keep some good fights. Um, like we'll eventually see Zoro versus Mr. One, uh, Nami against what's her name, the Spike Spike girl. But we'll, we'll see major fights. Crocodile will have his monologue and the multiple fights with Luffy. Mm -hmm. Yep. But we're not going to have like a lot of the. We're going to get Aces introduction in Alabasta. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Aces introduction. That's for sure. They mm -hmm. need if they're going to go as far as at least Marineford, they have to get everybody to love Ace before they kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious to see where this show ends up. Netflix is putting a lot of faith in it. Mm -hmm. Otis putting a lot of faith in it and how he worked. With I'm surprised it. they're doing that because, um, you know, their previous attempts at live action anime haven't really worked out. So no, they haven't. But it's also been the live action anime that they've decided to usurp. Um, that hasn't really fit in a medium that didn't have the biggest audience. Mm. Like Netflix did the 3d Gantz, like the, the, the CGI Gantz movie, which absolutely amazing um, storyline in it, but mm. it was too much. You, you introduced so many elements that people don't even know about unless they read it. All right. You have Kake Guguri. Um, I love my gambling anime, my gambling mangas. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care much for the live action version because you can't. They made a live action Kakiguri. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah I think it's one season. Mm -hmm. um, but Netflix puts their hat in too many, too many cups. They put it too many places, and then they continue with what sticks to landing. Right. We have what six seasons of Big Mouth and two seasons of Human Resources. <laughs> and yet, some of the best anime that they've brought over gets cut after a season and a half. Yeah, that is true. Because but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious to see. Confused. I'm just curious to see how this Netflix live action thing ends up, or this uh, One Piece live action thing ends up for them. I hope it does well because it looks good. But if it doesn't, it's coming out next week. So we'll, we'll find out by the next time we're recording. Um, yeah. And hopefully, we'll be watching it. Maybe. We, we can discuss that on the pod maybe but uh yeah uh but yeah guys i think that's where we wrap up today's episode uh thank you all for watching make sure to subscribe to the channel for more content on video games movies tv shows anime uh and everything you nerds love uh make sure to like the video uh so you know boosts up the algorithm get us more views uh let us know what you think about one piece live action uh zombie movies what type of do you prefer do you prefer like my type of zombie movies where it's more focus on the personal connections of people or Brandon's kind of zombies where it's more focused on the zombies. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Thank you all for watching and we'll see you again next week.